Welcome, everybody, to episode 31 of Stupid or Irresponsible. My name is Justin Shelley, CEO of It's just Oh, me. no. <laughs> Listen, I can't do that. I've got fans. What can I say? And I am sitting here with Joe Milo. Uh, Okay. Wow. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was really odd. That I, I was wondering who all these people were. I know. They're just sitting there looking Brandon, at us. Uh, yeah. no, those are our fans, Joe. Yeah, well. They just started showing up in the studio. Yeah. Well. It was interesting how they just cut. Like, the applause <laughs> just cut. Well, I, I'd like to think our, our audience likes to, uh, you know, keep things structured. Structured. You know, they, uniform. They're, ready to yeah. they're sitting attentively. Yeah. So. All right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm here. So we're mixing things up a little bit, Joe. I've got a surprise for you. Oh yeah. I think I'm going to change the name of our podcast. Oh really? Yeah, I think okay. so. To what? Um, I, I'm not going to say yet. Okay. But okay. I'm contemplating a name change. So. Okay. Eh, you know, just uh, just something to think about. All right. You got any? Uh, do you already know exactly what you want, or do you know? Uh, I mostly do. We'll yeah. talk offline. All right. All I'll right. get your take offline right. before we announce it. But uh, we're we're looking at a name change. <laughs> Yeah, it just seems like time. Okay. Uh, actually, it's because I'm getting ready to write a book, and I want the book title to match the podcast title. Oh, right on. Okay. So, there we go. Anyways, Joe, uh, like we like to do, uh, most interesting thing that happened to you this week was... Uh, I got a real real deal vacation last week. Ooh. Yeah. Went out to uh, Chicago, went and saw Lollapalooza. It's a big uh, music festival. Okay. Uh, yeah. Who was playing? Everybody. I okay. mean, all the... I, the big names were like Miley Cyrus and Foo Fighters and Journey and oh, really a bunch of yeah just a whole ton of bands yeah yeah some stuff I would actually recognize though so that's cool. uh, I mean aside from those names you probably would recognize no. I didn't know a lot of them it's a lot of new hip hop a lot of kid the kids music yeah that's kind of what I was expecting so when you said <laughs> Journey I'm like oh they had old man shit that's yeah that cool. was literally the only, like there was like six bands with guitars so <laughs> that was my that was my Thing. Uh, Six bands with guitars. What are they using for? Uh, everything else is like rap. With uh, they just have like. Oh okay. You know. Yeah. <laughs> beats the, in the background. Right. Not right. live music. So or okay. whatever. That's my. How long were you there? Like uh, at the we festival? There, yeah, it was. It's a four day festival. Uh, and you were there for the whole thing. Oh yeah, front like beginning to end. So this will be like. And let me tell you, I'm an old man. <laughs> yeah, like that's a lot. <laughs> it wore me out, but I'm glad I did it. It's off the bucket list. I'll never do it again. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Just too old, man. Okay. Uh, you know, when you see a bunch of 18, 19 year old kids yeah. running around and And there's Joe. They're going too hard. Yeah. I'm just, With his I walker. Sit in the closet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me sit in sit in some shade and listen to music. I don't want to be jumping up and down in yeah. degree weather. Oh, I get that. Yeah. It was a blast though. Super fun. Well, good. Super fun. All right. That sounds like fun. And uh <laughs> listen, my exciting news for the week is slightly less exciting than your exciting oh, yeah? news. What's that? Uh we had the siding ripped off of our house intentionally. Hired a company. The siding, the vinyl yeah. garbage siding. You know, because the way they do houses in Texas, most of them, you've got brick on, you know, some percentage of your out exterior. Right. And then this nasty, ugly vinyl siding <laughs> on the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> so our house is about 20, 21 years old, and that vinyl siding has seen better days. It's seen a few hailstorms. Uh, got some birds building nests inside our walls, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So, uh, a big old red carpet and welcome sign for the uh, geckos that oh, like boy, to yeah. come in under the the back wall into our kitchen. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, all right, let's uh, let's fix this problem. Hey, it just says uh, your cooking's real good. That's all. Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. compliment, if anything. Right. Uh, well, we're on with that. So, 
I have, uh, if you look out my back door, back windows, it's just shrapnel everywhere. There's nails all over the backyard. Oh, Don't go out barefoot because you're coming back with tetanus <laughs> automatically. Like you don't even have to step on one. You just walk outside. You got tetanus. Uh, it's a mess. <laughs> so that's going to be going on for a few days. Um, it's not cool. great news, but at least uh, the finished product hopefully will be. Yeah. Did you I am pick out your siding, the new siding. Or? Uh, it, yeah, it's like a, a manufactured wood product, whatever they call that. Uh, so we we're picking out the color. So it's going to be different than what was it'll there. be different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no more of this vinyl siding that actually melts. You yeah. know, it's, we have a spot where somebody before we owned it put the barbecue, the grill too close to the wall or oh, something, no. and it's all warped and bubbled. And <laughs> ah, I hate it. I hate vinyl siding. So that goes away. That's anyway. awesome. Yeah, you know we're we're fi- we're making some improvements to the right place. On. Long overdue. Long overdue. So uh, anyway, Joe, let's uh, let's go. Let's move forward here a little bit. And we've got uh, updates to our previous... Po- By the way, we skipped a week. Yeah. Because yeah. of your vacation. Yeah, I know. I blame you. I thought about recording alone. Well, I, I tried to call in. I just, you know, uh, didn't. <laughs> Techn- <laughs> technical difficulties. Yeah, and, the, yeah, yeah. and the difficulty was you were at a, a yeah, festival. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, you didn't want to. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, we're going back a couple of weeks, but what have we been talking about and what updates do you have for us? Uh, there wasn't a whole lot on the updates. I do want to make this update. We kind of briefly mentioned that uh, Microsoft was moving to a cloud-based virtual desktop experience they were going to announce for uh, that, was, that was in the pipeline. Uh, and that was about a month ago I, I, they made the announcement. So Windows 365, um, their cloud, cloud-based cloud virtual desktop experience. Um, th- so they started offering free trials um, a few days ago. Oh, and okay. the same day, uh, the amount of they, you know, they they allotted a whole bunch of servers, a lot of the server space. Um, same day, they uh, totally filled it up. Everybody in the world. Wow. Wants this stuff um, looks like this. This is going to be the next stage in like personal computing. Hmm. Um, if this is a good gauge. Um, so for now, they, they just totally stopped the trial. You can sign up for a list. Um uh, if you want to be on the waiting list to be notified whenever they're available again, I guess whenever the other trials are over, I think there's 30 day, they're either 30 or 60 day trials. Uh, so when those expire for the other guys, you get on the list, maybe you can join in. Or if you want to just go ahead and, you know, bite the bullet, you can pay for it now. Uh, they're already offering the service. Okay. So what this is, is uh, it's a virtual desktop um, in the cloud. So you still have to have a computer to make right. it happen, but... Basically, all your work stuff is living in the cloud now. Applications are installed on the cloud. Appli- it's it's yeah everything. Files live there. Applications, files, everything, everything that you have on your computer, it's the same thing. Okay, just in the cloud in Microsoft's cloud. Pricing ranging somewhere between twenty four bucks all the way up to one hundred sixty two. I kind of looked at the specs per month, per device, per month per device. Yes. Yeah, this yeah. is not cheap. No, 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 no. Yeah, uh, right now it's still the license for Windows ten Pro is one hundred bucks. Um, and that's good forever. Yeah, right. <laughs> not per month. <laughs> no, yeah, and you're not per but, life of the computer. But the the thing, the, the you know, there's some there's some really cool aspects there. There's a lot more security uh, if you need to keep your business and your you know personal life uh, separate. Uh, that's usually the right. case with security. Um, if you have maybe a global distribution and you've got people working everywhere from home and you need to see, this is a COVID you, development. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is because everybody went to this work from home model and uh, went ahead and infected great big networks like uh, <laughs> that big GPS company we talked about a while back. Yeah. 
And I mean, honestly, this has kind of been in their pipeline for a while. Sure. It's just the impetus to jump forward and they're really uh it looks like everybody's really liking it so or at least they're, they're well i mean we're sitting on top of another wave of work from home right oh, yeah. with this delta variant that's yeah. um causing yeah. some global panic once again <laughs> here we go guys yeah uh, all right let's move on to happier yeah stories. happier news uh well happier <laughs> amazon uh they they got they just got fined 746 million euro that's about 883 million uh, from uh, for GDPR, that's the uh, like EU's uh, their general data protection regulation. It's the yeah. This is why every time you go on a website, it says we store cookies. Yeah, click OK to continue. Yeah, that's GDPR. It's that targeting advertisements that uh, you know is always kind of existed for all these free th- all these free things you get like Gmail and you know the right. Facebook. You're the product, and they're just uh, it's targeting advertising. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So this is the largest fine they've ever gotten, or wow. that they've ever given up. Uh, since you know they got inset- the inception of GDPR was in 2018. They kind of went lax for a year. Said, "Here's the new rules. Follow Get used them, to it, yeah. And start, and then they start fining. So the the latest biggest one ever was Google at 50 million. So it jumped from 50 to 883 million That's for the exact lot. same thing. Dang. And this was at the end of last year. So. This is the trend. Of course, all these numbers are gigantic to us. They're drops in the bucket for those guys. I mean, we're talking almost a billion dollars. I, th- th- yeah, it's a drop in the bucket, but that's going to sting a little bit. I would imagine. Um, that's a lot of money. I don't think it's going to change anything. Uh, they're, you think they'll just keep doing what they're doing? Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll I guarantee see. you this, they're just going to find a way to you know <laughs> use your information, target advertisements at you at a different way that finds loopholes well everything comes at a price so if if they comply then that yeah. means prices go up somewhere right else. right because they're they're making money on this yep. and so if the government doesn't let them make money here yeah guys your amazon prices are going up <laughs> i mean this is the game <laughs> or they're collecting yeah yeah they'll or, find or whatever they do yeah yeah, yeah. all right Gross. but evolution uh, of technology yeah so th- those are our updates for the week i did want to jump into our uh it subject uh, security tip of the week. Yeah, and I've got issues with this one. All right. You go ahead, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna debate a little bit. All right. So uh, you know we teased this last week, but your copier is spying on you. Um, so modern business equipment has radically changed how we conduct everyday business. Do you realize that copiers and multifunction printers are also one of the leading causes of data breaches? Did you realize that? No, I didn't. Back up and say that again louder. Copiers and multifunction printers are also one of the leading causes of data breaches. Joe, are you going to call bullshit on that, or are you buying that? Uh, with the with the print night leading thing going on. Well, but that's that's a Windows. That I all these kind of statements they're very vague and open minded. This is like the new theme of any kind yeah. of clickbait stuff, and this is definitely clickbait. Copiers and multifunction printers. One of the leading causes of... There's business. no qualifying anything there. There's no statistics. One of the billion leading causes? Sure. Exactly. <laughs> All right. It's in the top 99%. So I'm just... But before you go on, though, yeah. I told you I was going to push back on this yeah. one. Yeah. How many cases are you aware of personally where a copier, the device, was a cause for a data breach? Well, again, going back to the print nightmare thing, uh, they still haven't figured out what in the wild has been used. I think they've said they haven't found anything whatsoever, but the vulnerability exists. But that, again, is a Windows vulnerability. That is not a copier vulnerability. Now, that's fair. Um, I know that 
I mean, just like any network device, if you can get access as an administrator from a network device that's trusted on the network, there's potential vulnerabilities. Uh, as to answering your question, I don't know that I'm aware of any. Okay. Well, I, I take that back. I know that in the past, and the reason that hard drives on printers and multifunction uh, MFPs are uh, encrypted now is because every time you make a print job, it saves, I think we've discussed it's on the hard drive, right. right on the hard drive. So if you can get into that hard drive, uh, you can pull stuff, uh, all the data and of everything that you've printed and copied and stuff on there. So there's gotta be a case study for that. I know the vulnerability exists that yes, you can pull that, uh, potentially sensitive information. I've seen like a dateline thing, maybe a decade or two ago where they actually did. Again, I don't know that there's a specific I'm just going to stop it. You're you're making my case right there. So, we'll go forward with it. And and listen, the reason I want to I want to kind of rank these things is because we're talking about a lot of different security tips that we're giving people. Yeah. Nobody's going to do all of these things. No. I'd rather have people focus on the stuff that is like knocking on their door. Right. And I'm just saying this isn't one of them. Sure. So, you know. with that, now listen, doesn't mean don't don't take the advice. It's good advice. And um, while I've already got you interrupted, folks, this is these tips come from uh, the background here is that a, a group of IT companies got together and decided, hey, here are some security tips that we can use that we can give out as free information to our clients. Yeah. All right. That's that's how this came about. Uh, we all as a as a group of IT companies kind of send these out yeah. through email uh, and then we just kind of dissect them on this podcast. So this is one that some uh, somebody put forward. It made the cut. Um, sure it's a risk, but I wouldn't put this like, if you're going to panic and do something, eh, yeah, you, you start somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> this is a time, a fine tuning kind of, you know, let's, let's button everything down. Agreed or, or no, or am I wrong? I mean, I'd equate it to like, uh, the glass breaking sensor for the kitchen window. Versus, yeah. Yeah. You know, is your door front door locked? Right. Okay. Right. Okay. It's not, don't do it. It's just, yeah. On the scale of one to ten, ten being this is going to get you broken into right. today, this is probably a two. I'd agree. Um, and in summation, I'll, uh, let me just go ahead. This. Now I'm going to quit interrupting and you finish. I the do want to make a point here, <laughs> okay. which is as a global idea, it's a smart idea to lock down, change all your default passwords to any Correct. network device you've got. Yeah. If you've got an access point or a router, those are way bigger priorities of resetting the, the default login. However, it's good advice for everything it you've is. got on your network. Get rid of the default password. Put your, you know, create your own local admin that is totally different from what anybody in the world could Google. Because for fun, let's just do a hypothetical, Joe. If you were to walk into somebody's office who was not a client of ours yeah. and walk up to their multifunction printer device and Google the default admin yeah. password, what are the odds that it's going to still be set as default? Uh, I'd say probably close to 99 out of 100 times. Yeah. Uh, almost always. a little low. This one almost always gets overlooked. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, uh, anyways, it, it's something that we do need to do better at, yeah. for sure. Right. So, okay, continue. But what's scarier is, I'll tell you the same thing with routers. Oh, Anybody right, that's got right. like a Best Buy oh, yeah. off, the, off the shelf router, oh, yeah. default login. <laughs> you know what? So here's one of the few times I'm going to give props to the ISPs, the internet companies out yeah. there, because they used to come and set these routers up. They would provide the router. They'd give it to you, set it all up. All right, your internet's working. Yeah. They're all default username yeah, and password. Yeah. Now they've gone to way more secure. They'd still put it 
on a sticker and put it right. on a router. So somebody physically gains access to it, yeah. you know, a corporate office with a shared IT closet, something like that, you're in trouble. Um, but at least they've gone to a more secure. I a hundred percent agree. You know, yeah. the average homeowner that just has a router, they don't, you know, they don't want to mess with it. I just want to make Netflix work. Yeah. They're much more secure now. Uh, yeah, than they used to be in the past. So he, props. Yeah, <laughs> one of the rare times I'm <laughs> I'm applauding the uh, internet providers out there. But go, oh, bravo, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, Where were you? Where were you? Before well, I, you? I mean, pretty much just what we talked about. Um, take steps to secure your MFP copier today. Change or ask us to change default passwords on all network connected devices. Can we talk on? Don't forget this rule when the copier releases up and a new one's installed. Yeah, that's another good point. Right. New router, new printer, new computer, everything. Yeah. Just reset your default passwords. It's just a good idea. Reset your password. Yep. Yep. Agreed. And on to the headlines. Dun, dun, dun. You said you didn't have many. I've got some. <coughs> oh, yeah? I brought a couple today. All right. So just keep that in mind as we're... Uh, Going through these. So uh, Black Hat is going at the Black Hat Security Conference. It's the major uh, Black Hat Security Conference, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Apparently. <laughs> Worldwide. It's going on at the moment right now. But uh, before I get to that, uh, there's a couple cool things going on. I mean, you know, there's still announcements to be made. But before I get to that, uh, one thing was Microsoft is now enabling a feature to block potentially unwanted apps and downloads by default. So we kind of touched on... Uh, it's a new trend that's going on with uh, application development where companies are by default setting things to things that most people generically not want or enable on their own. Um, in fact, that's exactly what this is. Uh, in fact, uh, Windows Defenders had this for a long time. This is uh, blocking potentially unwanted apps, unwanted in quotation, because how would they know? Uh, well, they've got a list of things that they say are potentially unwanted. What's an example? An example... Because these are called pups, right? This is what we used to always... Well, pups are involved in this. Okay. Um, pups are potentially unwanted programs. Right. Uh, so this would be like a... Let's say you go get a search engine or you download Adobe Acrobat Reader. Yep. And with it comes McAfee. Or with right. it com comes like a browser extension right. that sets your default homepage to yahoo.com. Whatever. A lot there's a lot more malicious ones, but anything that's like redirecting where your browser's going or your default browser to something malicious. Putting something on your computer or making a change that you didn't necessarily right. want. So those would be the pups, but these unwanted apps, these are gonna be everything and they they're building the list and continually updating. So if you want a torrent, uh they're blocking that. Any kind of Bitcoin stuff, oh, really? they're blocking that. Any cryptocurrency uh blockchain stuff, they're blocking that by default. Interesting. And they're enabling it by default, so um, any kind of uh, some of the more notorious uh, encrypted apps, uh, stuff that like Edward Snowden would use, or somebody that you know doesn't want the NSA you know reading all their messages. You can't download them exactly unless you go in and change it. You have to manually go in there. Know where the setting is. Go in, turn it off. Exactly. Okay. So by default, they're turning it on. What's your take on this, uh, Mister Security Expert? Uh, is good or bad? It kind move? of speaks for bad uh, for itself. You know, I'm I'm a more of a yeah. privacy concerned than. Uh, you know, I see the good side of it, but I also see the looming downside of it. Um, Who's deciding? Exactly. Yeah. Who's watching the watchers? That kind of right. thing. Right. So kind of I, gross. I figured you'd say that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so into the Black Hat Security Conference. So there's a couple cool little things that happened, uh, or cool or big announce bigger announcements that I've kind of been uh, keeping tabs on. 
One was uh, that researchers uh, came out of the gate and said that they've they proved a new class of DNS vulnerabilities. These are huge. Uh, that allow for nation-state-level spying, and it has been for decades. Oh, nice. For dynamic DNS. Uh, so the way DNS work, it, it's it's what routes your computer. You know, it tells the computer, I'm going to these IP addresses or these numbers. It translates words to numbers, right? Yep. Google.com to whatever the IP address is. Um, so these are the big guys. These are like Amazon, Route 53, like the the big dynamic DNS traffic uh, hosts. Um so they, you know, in quote, you know, in quotes here, they found a, sam- a simple loophole that allowed them to intercept a portion of the worldwide dynamic DNS traveling through managed DNS providers like Amazon and Google. Uh, so the dynamic DNS traffic we, they wiretapped into came from over 15,000 organizations, including Fortune 500 companies, 45 U.S. government agencies, and 85 international government agencies. Nice. Uh, so this is these are the big DNS servers. You might have a local DNS server for like in the office. It's what tells you to you know go to Justin's printer or Justin's right. computer. Uh, these are the big guys that say if I want to go to Google.com, where am I supposed to go? These are the routers. Um, so the data they harvested using this stuff uh, ranged from employee computer names, uh, locations, highly sensitive details regarding or, uh, organization's infrastructure. Like let's say. You've got a old, out of date, or even a known vulnerability on your router. Uh, mm-hmm. You'll be able to know what the name of the router is, uh, and then so now you you know oh it's on the list of here's how you get into that router through back door, and now you know exactly how to get in that kind of stuff. So are they are they, they're gathering this information? Are they selling it? I mean, what's uh, it's in the wild, so it's it's no. published. Yeah, this is well. So this was their announcement. They don't. They're not. Oh, okay. Pub- they. they they didn't publish the, the proof of concept because this is black hat. Um, it's a lot of security researchers. Um, gotcha. Uh, you know, it says black hat is typically white hat. Oh, oh, you're right. You already started there. And I went to, these are bad guys doing this. This is still. Yeah. These are the good, the mostly good guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, you know, they're just, security they're just saying this is, this saying, is an issue. Yeah. We found this and right. our big announcement. Typically this is the kind of thing you send off to Microsoft and do a bug bounty. That kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, because you know it's a giant thing. So anyway, but they've they've now published or they've made this vulnerability known before it's fixed. Well, so yes and no. Uh, the fact that it exists, you know, if you knew what you were doing, you could go in, and it's not it's not super complicated. Uh, right. You know, you, you you could as if you were security minded or a hacker, if you knew it exists, you could go looking for it. It's like saying there's a treasure on Treasure Island. Okay. But you don't have the map with the X. So they didn't give the details. Well, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yes and no. They did at the conference. They <laughs> kind of showed you how to do it and what they did. They didn't show you the in-depth how they did it and what they did, the actual proof concept. But Okay. Uh, yeah. Anywho. Hmm. So that's around. Uh, the other big one was uh, CISA. That's the uh, newly, uh, the new government entity that is, the you know we've kind of discussed them in the past they you know their infrastructure for it they're the ones that have kind of put in their greasy hands inside of all these ransomware breaches saying, right we want a piece we want to know about it uh so they just built a new joint venture uh called the joint cyber defense collab uh it's a collaboration of government groups like the nsa uh fbi uh D- department of defense uh with the private sector which is google amazon at&t verizon microsoft amongst others, uh, with the aim to establish a shared situational awareness of the threat environment for a jointly created national security defense cyber plan. Um, so 
the head of uh, CISA, the easterly uh, lady, um, they want to be able to map uh, the actual operation blueprints that can be employed to reduce cyber threats and risk to organizations in the U.S. You know, it's a it's a real uh, you know what do you call it? I don't know. Statism, uh, yeah. the government and private sector, uh, joining forces, uh, you know, to monitor and, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, do whatever they want and they, you know, do whatever they want. Exactly. Yeah. And this is coming, you know, shortly after, you know, similar kind of thing where Apple announced they're going to push software onto the iOS device or iOS devices, uh, client side scanning, uh, under the pretense of, you know, looking for child porn. Uh, what it's doing is replacing industry standard in, in messaging encryption um, with, you know, in my opinion, or my words, like infrastructure for surveillance and censorship. Uh, this this is essentially what law enforcement has been asking. They want what the back they door. This is right. the IOS back door. Yeah. Um, so they got it. And they're about yeah, to because they label it in in something that everybody's going to agree with. Yeah, like, nobody wants yeah. to see child porn. Well, exactly. Right. Yeah. So we it's call like it those the, laws, like yeah, the yeah. freedom of infra, you know, whatever. Right. The freedom act, or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, what if if you oppose it? What? So you want people to have child exactly. porn on their phone? Exactly. Yeah. Precisely. Well, of course not. Well, then yeah. you got to sign here. You know. <laughs> yep. So this is how it starts. And yeah. It's only downhill from here. Uh, yeah. But I. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean it. You know, Joe and I. So listen, most of, for the most part, I agree with your uh, <clears throat> freedom of. Or, how would you describe your privacy? Privacy. privacy. Security. Yeah, sure. yeah. So it, the counterpoint always is: it, it comes at a cost. Sure. Everything that we do comes at a cost. So freedom we've got to find, huh? Freedom isn't free. Yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> we got to find some balance, and and I love that there are at least two sides. So I love that there are people like you that push this, uh, you know, anti-censorship and whatever. Um, Maybe there's a case for some version of law enforcement in this stuff. I don't know. What I know is that this is getting so complex, so convoluted, so muddy that it's getting really hard to figure out, you know, what what is the right answer? Yeah. Ah, I don't know. I I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's it's, like you said, it's super complex. There's a lot. But let me uh, let me make one point. What I'll tell you isn't the right answer. <laughs> okay, is that uh, we just had a report come out that scored eight of the top U.S. agencies, government agencies, government agencies. Okay, um, on we'll just say the scorecard or the report card is how secure are you? Okay, are you doing base? This is a direct quote: baseline cybersecurity requirements. Where would you expect the top eight agencies of the federal government to score on this, Joe? Well, so <laughs> I've got a lot of military friends, and I know that uh, most of them, even though they get free licenses, have like pirated versions of Windows. They're all using Windows 7. I know that, I mean, the security structure is pretty terrible, at least like in the military edge and uh, the Department of Defense side. So I can imagine pretty Pretty low. So a, a bipartisan report on fed, federal agencies. I can't talk today. Bipartisan. So bipartisan, Joe. Who is this by? Who uh, was it? A private in it? A private sector? Yeah. Or does it say? No. Senator Rob Portman and Gary Peters jointly released a new report: Federal Cybersecurity, America's Data Still at Risk. Looks into eight federal agencies' cybersecurity protocols, seven of which have shown continued failure to comply with baseline cybersecurity requirements. So, 
Failure to comply with baseline. So is this the CISA baseline and they're checking their policies or are they checking someone's policies and then actually looking around the office and seeing how they're implementing or, you know, what the procedure is? Because um, anybody can write a, a policy saying everybody's got to have 2FA, let's say, for instance. Right. But then is it actually there? No. Is, is it? The do they have a policy or is it, are they implementing the policy? Exactly. That's your Correct. question. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't read the whole article. What I what I picked up just for uh, yeah. to make a point is that these agencies got a C minus C minus yeah I mean it could be it worse that sounds like that sounds like about right <laughs> it sounds like about right but when it. when you've got agencies that are ramming security down our throat well sure this is this yeah. is kind of my point like come on guys yeah walk the walk <laughs> do what you're telling us to do yep uh, I, I do have issues with that but honestly my bigger point here is. The, the key phrase here, baseline cybersecurity requirements. I don't know the details on this report that was, you know, this study that was done, but I do know that from my own observation, when we go out and we look at networks and how they're maintained and managed, we are not, generally speaking, following baseline cybersecurity requirements. And so as you and I sit here and we dissect these massive breaches that are going, I mean, massive, they're, they're government, they're, they're top cybersecurity yeah. companies getting hit where just like huge stuff going on then you've got the little guys who are sitting there with a very small budget and they're sitting across the table from me and they're saying justin i don't have money for cybersecurity if if the federal government for fuck's sake can get breached how am i supposed to protect my like i've had this conversation right. with with business owners and so my point here is we're not talking about doing like huge amazing things we're talking about basics right just get the basic under place, guys. Uh, if we could just start there, if we could systemically yeah. get baseline cybersecurity protections in place, we would make huge progress oh, absolutely. On, on this war that we find ourselves in. <laughs> and then to follow that up, what are the consequences if you don't do it? Um, okay, so you've got, sure, your company can get breached. Uh, you might lose some customers. You might feel bad. The press might, you know, write you up and uh, spank your bottom and in, in public and, and stuff like that. But where this is starting to go is litigation. And so the other article that I found is that the formal former CEO of SolarWinds, along with the current chief information security officer, are being sued. Oh, really? For their latest breach. Sued by who? Uh, in this like case, it's by their investors. Right. Okay, good. Because it, it looked like, you know, they were intentionally trying to defraud the investors saying, hey, we've got everything dialed in. Yeah. Um, however, in one case, and, and it's it's being brought by a former employee and corroborated with, I think, 10 other uh, anonymous employees, current employees. And one of the complaints, Joe, was that the case says that SolarWinds123 was the password on the company's update server. <laughs> so again, we're talking about basic stuff here. Yeah. Basic stuff. Hey, by the way, uh, SolarWinds, uh, they're an IT security company. This is literally what they do. Yeah, that's my point. That's my point. <laughs> so if th these guys are doing 123 passwords. Yeah, with their Jesus. company name. Yeah. So these are allegations. I'm not here to say what happened or didn't happen. I'm just saying that according to this article, according to a lawsuit that's been filed against the CISO, Joe, yeah. these are guys like you and me. Yeah. When I'm out talking to people, guys, it's you they're coming after. 
You, the business owner, you, the practice manager, you, the managing partner of a law firm, you're the ones that are getting named in these lawsuits for complacency, for saying, eh, nobody's coming after me. Eh, we've got an antivirus. It's good. (laughs) Eh, we've got a backup system. We're fine. This is what's getting people into trouble. So... I just bought that router five years ago. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, we've got a router. The ISP gave it to us. Yeah. All right, Joe. I think my rant's partially over. Do you have any final words for us or a teaser or anything for next week? Well, I do. Yeah, let me tease next week. Uh, So next week we're going to be talking about three sneaky ways to know your kids are up to no good online. Well, I can just look at them and tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like that dog thing when they come up looking at you all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, we can we can finish that. We'll wrap that episode right now. <laughs> just just look at them. Yeah, <laughs> give them that dad stare. They're doomed. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and wrap up for this week. I, I just again uh, to our listening audience: if you run a business, if you're involved in technology or security or in any way, shape, or form responsible for the decision making process, CYA. If you don't know what that means, look it up. But don't trust, don't hope, don't pretend, don't ignore. Make sure that you've got your security handled. And uh, if you need somebody to put another set of eyes on it, we'll do it for free. Mastercomputing.com slash discovery. Book a 10-minute call with me. We'll uh, we'll ask you some key questions and listen, if it looks like we can help you out, we'll take it from there. If not, I'll let you know and I'll give you a pat on the back. And I love to have those conversations with people and it does happen. So, um, But you, you got to have somebody else take a look at it. That's all I've got, Joe. Yep. All right, guys. See you next week. Take care.